probably getting married. That was why Sam was here. Well, Jess was sad, but also mighty happy for her. Relieved, he grinned at Sam. Is that why you came all this way? he asked. Sam shrugged. I brung you a letter from Ma. Why didn't you say so? Jess held out his hand as Sam reluctantly surrendered the letter. Moving closer to the firelight, Jess set his cup down. The envelope was sealed. He tore it open, recognizing their mother's neat hand as he unfolded the pages and some kind of receipt. He missed her, wanted to squeeze her tiny body and plant a big kiss on her brow. As he read, he could almost hear her voice. Dear Jess, It is with sadness that I must write this to you, but... You're the only son who doesn't lose his temper. You're the son who loves music and books. Sue Ellen Cambridge never married. She was living alone in that cottage and teaching school. Last July, some bad men came her way and she was murdered. They took her silver locket and their initials and a small wooden music box that played Shenandoah. The only thing that was found was this piece of paper. A receipt for ten dollars. It was out by the corral. It's not dated and doesn't say what it was for, but it was made out to Colby from a saddlery called Morley's in Buzzards Creek, Colorado. We're told there's a large clan of these Colbys. Jess didn't believe what he was reading. It made him sick to his stomach. His lips were drawn tight over his teeth. He read on. That's all I can tell you, Jess. They think it was four or five men riding north in the night. No one could follow their trail. She has no kin to help. It was hard for Jess to grasp. He kept staring at the letter and the faded handwritten receipt. His weary body had regained energy and he was seething. He forced himself to read further, his eyes burning. Your brother Ben is a lawyer now and... Expecting his first child. Your brothers Clay and Henry are waiting for the pardons Ben has arranged. It's important they stay out of trouble. Jess, I don't know who can help you, but I know I can trust you of all my sons to keep your gun in your holster. If you must, just find those men and have them arrested. Please send Sam home. He's too much like your brother's. God bless you, Jess. Love. Mother. After reading the pages a second time, Jess folded them slowly with the receipt, placed them in the envelope, and shoved it inside his leather jacket. Yes, he loved music, especially his new concertina, and he read every book he could find. But he was also a derringer, a fast gun. You know what's in it? Jess asked. Yeah, I understand you're delivering this herd to a buyer in Colorado. That means you can ride in a day or two. Sam stood with his hand resting on his six-gun, holster set low on his right hip. He was the picture of a young derringer, ready to ride and fight. Jess thought of his own Army Colt forty-five under his coat. Just this last spring he had fought in an Arizona range war with his brothers, but... He was not a fighting man by nature. 
He saved most of his wages and was planning to have his own spread, but he kept putting it off because he liked the winters when he could wander alone and unhindered. Now the long rest he had hoped to enjoy was turning into a manhunt, a bitter and haunting one. The cook poured them the remainder of the thick black coffee. As the little man set about closing his shop, Jess and Sam wandered to the edge of the firelight where they gazed into the cold, dark night. They could hear the distant singing of the night riders. Some of the men were snoring softly. Every man was weary to the bone. Even the cattle were not bellowing as usual. <clears throat> Sorry about Sue Ellen, Sam said. When Jess didn't answer, he changed the subject. Heard there was a stampede. Early this morning, Jess replied. Lost five head and my good swimming horse.